Hi, everybody. You're so welcome to this latest episode. I'm so excited to bring back on Kira Belviso, who I call a dear friend by now and is a regular on this uh, podcast. So before we get stuck in, I just want you to introduce introduce Kira for those of you that don't know her. Um, Kira is a mindfulness and positive psychology coach who lives in Dublin with her husband, Tony, and two daughters, Amelia and Sophia. She graduated from medicine and UCD and has more than 20 years experience working both in clinical practice and the pharmaceutical industry. Always passionate about learning, Kira discovered mindfulness and self-compassion while going through personal and professional struggles. She completed mindfulness and positive psychology teacher training and is currently completing transformational sleep yoga nidra teacher training. Adopting a mindful approach to life resulted in calm in a calm fulfillment, the benefits of which Kira is now passionate about sharing with a wider audience. Kira, you're so welcome today and I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks, Jessica, and thank you for inviting me back. <laughs> so before we get stuck in, um, what I really want to do first off is to set the tone for this episode and for everybody listening in. Um, there seems to be a lot of anxiety and stress out there at the moment. Um, it seems to be that everybody, there's just this big amount of worry going on. So I want us to imagine that everybody listening in to us today is worried and they're giving mm. too much in the future and they're feeling really busy and they're feeling really overwhelmed and they're feeling this horrible level of anxiety. So I want to imagine that everybody listening in is feeling this way. And yeah. what I would really love to get from you in this talk is really simple, practical tips on how we can live more mindfully so that we can all start to enjoy our days now a little bit better rather than hoping that things will get better in the future. I'd absolutely love, love, love to get that from you today. Um, but first, I was just chatting to you about this before we jumped on. One of the things I love about you so much is the fact that you practice this. You practice mindful living and you go and you spread the word and you teach it. Um, and I just think that's so cool. So... Mm. Can you give our listeners a glimpse into the changes you've brought into your life, the changes that have happened and how mindful living has played a big part in that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, wow. Where where do we start with all of it? There's so much that you could that you could jump into, but I, I don't want people to switch off and say, oh, my gosh, this isn't for me, um, because I think that can be a really big fear. And it certainly was a fear of mine when I started to bring mindfulness into my life so I suppose if I look back um, it was 2018 when I was first introduced to mindfulness as as a practice um, and I suppose to give a bit of context into 2018 for me my, my daughters at the time were three and four um, I was commuting back and forth with my job to the UK. Um, and, and again, all of this, I chose it all at the time. I just was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, I was commuting. I was spending, you know, taking the six o'clock flight on a Tuesday morning and flying back um, back to Dublin on the nine or 10 o'clock flight on Thursday evening um, and working probably 60, 70 hours a week. So do all the stuff and um and then I and it's actually quite funny because I I I got introduced to mindfulness and in typical me style at that time I was like well why would you do a course when you can do 
get a, a graduate, you know, a, a, a qualification of it. So I took on a course and um, threw that into the mix. And as you know, Jessica, I threw in a few surgeries. So that year, I think, gosh, I came, I came to a crashing halt one day and just went, this is not working. Um, and I think, um, and, and, and I suppose moving myself forward five years, um, I have, um, left the job that I was in um, and when I look back I mean I've I've been blessed to be able to have the opportunity to do this um, and to, to to move on into bringing mindfulness to more people and um, but obviously it's not practical for everybody to leave the job that's busy and um, I left the job I couldn't leave the kids and I think when I had my kids I just threw I was in my 40s having my children and I just kind of thought, oh, yeah, you know, I'll just slot them in with everything else. And I was already living a really full life. So I don't know where I expected those hours to come in the day. Um, and it, one thing that I really look back on and go, and again, I know you're saying, you know, we don't want to be projecting into the future. And that's a huge part of mindfulness that when you stop and recognize what's going on in your head and take that moment of pause, you actually realize you're spending so much time in the past or in the future and very little time in the now. And one thing, though, that I would say if I was to look back is there were changes I could have made. Really simple changes that wouldn't have taken up an awful lot of time that actually probably would have made my day to day existence at that time quite much happier. And do you know and, what they were? Um. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, and I think, you know, and coming back to what you're saying, that there's, there is so much worry and there's so much anxiety and so many people are saying, oh, my gosh, it's like we're trying to catch up on the last, you know, the, the three years of the pandemic and the lockdown. And it's like we've gone back to before that on speed because we've missed out in three years as well. So pushing, pushing and trying to put everything in. And and yet you when you ask people what they liked about liked I know you know but the benefits of the lockdowns was that they they will say oh it was so much it was a quieter pace of life and that I was able to do things but we've all kind of pushed that to the side or and and society hasn't helped because it's sort of gone oh here we go all these options are available again and I think I think we have so much choice now there's so much you can do everywhere and um, whether you live in the middle of the country in the city you know, there's so much choice. I think we're nearly overwhelmed and nearly paralyzed by that. Um, so what are the biggest differences you've noticed between the benefits, between the way you live mm -hmm. now and the way you lived, as you described, that was so busy working 60, 70 hours a week? What are the biggest benefits? What can people really look forward to if they start to practice mindfulness that you've noticed? Your favorite things? My favorite things? Yeah. I sleep all night now <laughs> and I was uh, awake at two o'clock with a to-do list in my head or worrying about what was coming the next day what was behind me so my sleep is much better that's a huge thing um I'm so much more present I'm I'm far from perfect um you know ask my kids I get cross and I do shout sometimes and I do little bits you know but but I am much more present and able to pull myself into the now um and if I give an example from yesterday we you know we, the girls are antsy after school 
and we said we'd go out for a walk and we went out for a walk and in my head I was going oh my god like why are they so cranky like you know all I'm doing I bought them socks and they were giving out that I hadn't bought them a t-shirt and I was like be grateful that I bought you something at all you know <laughs> you didn't need socks and um and I just was able to pull myself back and go, actually, no, hang on a sec. Now we're all scooting. They're laughing, scooting ahead. I'm walking along. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. And appreciate the moment you're in at this present moment. So it's been able to do those little switches back. Um, love that so and it's much. actually, so, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. that so much. Isn't that what every, everybody dreams of, to, to have more present moments? But, yeah, because I think you miss, and, you know, we've spoken before about you know, our, our brains are wired to the negative. So my brain is wired to stew over the fact that they snapped at me for not buying them a T-shirt instead of buy, and buying them socks instead. And you just have to, when you recognize it, you can go, I'm not thinking that thought. Actually, look at this gorgeous sunshine. Look at the, the trees blooming. Look at the flowers. It's a gorgeous day. Um, and I would have completely missed that three or four years ago. So it's really simple little things like that. And it can be simple things like, um, and you mentioned it on, on one of your podcasts recently, actually, that I was listening to. Um, I was I used to, you know, you spend, so we all, you know, not, not all, but I love spending money on good skincare that I know is going to work for my skin. But actually, I was spending so much time you know so quickly rubbing it into my face washing it I wasn't actually enjoying do you slapping it on and running off yeah and it takes maybe 10 seconds longer to actually <laughs> enjoy the scent of it and do a proper you know and actually be present yeah. doing it instead of trying to put it on while you're also putting on a load of laundry and then you probably end up dropping something and totally. you know it's actually just these little moments you can be brushing your teeth I had a client and she came back and she said, God, I just, whenever I feel that overwhelm coming, I just go and I brush my teeth for the two minutes and I really do it. Like pay attention to brushing my teeth now. Yeah. Because how many of us walk around the house with a toothbrush loaded? Yeah. Totally totally all the time. I can't get over it. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's those, it's so simple in those ways. And I think, you know, one of the big things that, for me, I, I, people, when people hear, oh, there's ways of doing this, there's mindful mind, you know, mindfulness, they have this vision that you have to sit in, you know, some sort of lotus bendy position for hours on end and try to become, you know, this Zen master. But actually, when you look at it, there are, you know, you can you can do mindfulness through everything you do and it's the that simple things you so do exciting. that bring you yeah, back so tell us so sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you there tell mm. us what is mindful living what does it mean mm. yeah so so I suppose well the first thing is what is mindfulness so mindfulness um the de- one of the most common definitions which is a nice one is is paying attention in a particular way so you're paying attention on purpose to the present moment and you're doing that in a non-judgmental manner. Um, and those, the, the, the on-purpose and the non-judgmental manner are the really important things. So, because for me, that means you can do absolutely anything in a mindful way. And for me, when I'm talking to people, I'm saying, you know, that 
the, the, the mindful moments that we can bring into our day, they're all cumulative. If you can do 12 minutes just a day, they've shown in studies that that has, can alter the effects on your brain. Wow. You know, so it, it, it can have the positive effects on you, on your brain. You know, who cares what it does to your brain, but if it affects your life, it can have the positive yeah. effects on your life. Um, and the, the meditation part, which I think puts so many people off mindfulness is that they feel I can't sit still. I don't have the time to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, that is actually, that's like us doing our workouts in order to have strong bodies later. You know, doing the stand-ups that you get us to do. You're not doing it because it's fun. You're doing it so that we can get up off the floor when we're older. We can have yeah. those mus- that muscle memory built up. So the, the meditation is actually just building the muscle of focus. And the mindful living then is how we put that into practice on I a day-by-day basis. What do you think is, what holds us back when... Do you think I was trying? I was thinking about this before I knew I was meeting you, and I was like, God, mm-hmm. I wonder, am I afraid sometimes to be more present because I think then somehow things will go wrong if I'm not worried about the future? Do you think that's a barrier that a lot of people feel with with living in 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 the moment, or what do you think holds us um, back? I think, do you know? I think I think that does come up. I think. As we've we've all we've spoken about before, we have a um, we have this negative bias in our brains, and we have this desire to be safe in our brains, and our and because of that, our brains don't want us to change. So it will come up with the most brilliant excuses not to change. Um, even if what we're doing we know is not good for us. And and you talk about this all the time with, you know, eating sugar, which is my kind of doubt. You know, I love chocolate. And but that crave, that sugar craving, eat, the, 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 even though we know that it's not good for our health, it's not good for, you know, if we look at a pure vanity point of view, it's not good for our skin, it's not good for us fitting in our clothes, but it's not good for our long term health to eat too much sugar but our brain will constantly go oh yeah but you're comfortable you know but it makes you feel so good you'll feel great now oh you need it you need it because time something stressful has happened what do you reach for your bottle of wine your sugar your whatever it is um and even though we know it's not good for us so our brain will keep us stuck in something because it's happy that it's keeping us safe at the moment and i think that's what happens when we talk about bringing in mindful living i think people the first excuse people always say is i don't have time don't have time for it but you can do it by while you're doing that's and that's why i love mindful living as a you know not just the, the meditation part of it but you can because life does get busy i don't sit and meditate for 30 minutes every day I, you know sometimes this week i haven't i've maybe done five or ten minutes of sitting and i'm trying to do at least one of my activities mindfully and um, through the day you know as i'm sitting if i'm sitting down having a cup of tea i can give a few ideas of what how you can do that um i love that because it seems so much more accessible being able to bring it throughout your day as opposed to being stressed mm. out that it's just another thing that you haven't managed to do in the day exactly yeah and you know that life isn't getting i mean i always know for myself life's getting on top of me when 
the things that should be pleasurable are chores, <laughs> you know, that are they're like, oh, my God, you know, you're putting your walk on your to do list. You're putting your, you know, yeah, you know, do your makeup on your to do list or, you know, and it becomes a chore. It's like, I have to do my makeup. I have to do my nails. I have to do whatever. It's like you don't, you know, you don't have to when you think about it. You're, and again, it's that thinking into the future. So when you actually sit and go, what do I, what am I doing right now? What do I need to do right now? Okay. Um, you can make, take that mindful action then as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So how do yeah. we do that? So let's imagine everybody listening mm. in today is feeling anxious. Yeah. Um, worried, living in the future. And now they're like, okay, Kira, that makes such sense. I am all on for that. How do they go about mm. starting and, and um, implementing what you're describing? Right. So, so leaving the meditation to the side um i think it's doing the small things that you do every day um and trying to do them mindfully so we've been blessed we have we have lots of senses but we all have five senses that we all know about um but you know so we have the sense you know we've vision we've hearing we've smell more of those senses well, we do, yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. We have lots of different senses, you know, oh, even standing upright, knowing where your body is when you've got your eyes closed. You know, if you close your eyes, you know exactly where your feet are. You know exactly where, if I was to say to you, close your eyes and put your hand, you know, on the tip of your nose, you could do it. <laughs> That's yeah. all to do with your senses, different senses. Um, but But we have the kind of core senses. So vision, smell, hearing, taste, um, feeling and feeling kind of we have two you know, you know we're feeling here I'm touching my hand or we have feeling what I'm feeling inside and and for me the core of practice of mindful living is around those senses and it's doing the really simple things with those senses um, and being aware of the sense so if you're say you know here I have my cup of coffee you know what can I see yes my cup of coffee you know the whatever it's happening with it that's fine but just it's actually just taking the time to go oh look here is my cup of coffee um I have, I have a picture on my Instagram and one day the milk of my coffee made this perfect like my husband's Australian but it was like a kookaburra and I said took a picture of it I showed him I was like oh my god look it's a kookaburra on my coffee <laughs> and actually I didn't even tell him what it was I said to him and he was like you have a kookaburra on your coffee. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I do. And I, I put it up, you know, it's so little random things, but so what can you see? What can you smell? So many times we don't smell things, you know, people do that customary smell of a glass of wine, but you could have such a mindful cup of tea, cup of coffee, whatever, smell it, see what it smells like. It'll help your taste of it. What do we taste? Hold it in your mouth for a minute. What do you feel? Do you feel the warmth of the cup? You know, is the cup, um, you know, is it a, is it a like a, a china cup? Is it a big, you know, is it a ceramic cup? What sort of type of texture is the cup? What do you taste and how do you feel when you swallow it? So it's it's, it's actually so simple and it, it takes me longer to explain it than it is than it is to do it. But you can really savour that cup of coffee and you can do that with everything. You can do it with brushing your teeth. You could do it with walking outside you know what am I walking on am I walking on the path am I walking on you know the the ground oh gosh you know the the ground's dried up a lot last week it was much softer under my feet little things like that that it just brings your attention back to what's happening in this moment 
And when you're thinking about these things, you're not worrying about your to-do list. You're not worrying about what happened on that call. Did I say something that might come back and haunt me? Did I, did I, you know, did I fluff up my lines? You're actually in that moment. And that's what mindful living is all about. It really makes you think about all the things we're missing by going too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Power through the walk on the to-do list, bang, 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 walk done. Well, how the fuck was the walk? How yeah. was it? Were there birds? Yeah, that's it. You know, do, do, do we even hear the birds anymore? Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, when you go, gosh, just heard that that bird or that whatever, and um, or those dogs barking, you go, do we have a dog at this? You know, is there a new dog at the estate? You don't recognize that sound. It might have been happening for months and you don't notice it until one particular day. So it's those little things. That... And it sounds like such joy. Like the way you described that coffee was making me go, oh, that's lovely. And the... I know I, I wanted to take a swig <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, and softness under your feet. That's so lovely to, to notice yeah. that thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's so simple. And it's not take adding any extra time to what you're doing. You can do all of that while you're, you know, what, what as as you normally would be having a cup of coffee. It takes five or ten seconds. Um, you can do, you know, there's so many things you can do, and and you know, I'll I'll, I'll call it. I have a challenge starting next week that for people that are in that busy busy thing. So it, I'll I'll be announcing it on Instagram next week, but it'll take people maximum one to two minutes a day. For, we'll do it for a few weeks and if they do you know the the, the re I, I you know i i have a back background in clinical medicine i have a background in, and and in, i've done a lot of research over time so i do i do look for the evidence base behind a lot of things and um but there is the evidence is there that it will make you more optimistic it'll make you happier It'll improve your relationships. It'll improve your outputs your, in work. So there, there's so much evidence there that all of this, the benefits that all of this can bring. Um, and if people want to join me next week, give me two weeks. Give me a minute a day over two weeks and you'll see a benefit. A minute in, a day sounds so, so doable. It's so doable. Yeah, so doable. You can do it when you go to bed at night before you go to bed, you know, while you're... I don't know, after you put on your hand cream <laughs> or something. Tell me before, um, before we go, tell me if you wouldn't mind a little bit about unhelpful thinking and unhelpful thinking styles. Just a really brief, so so people can carry what you've said through to their day, starting now. Mm. They can start what they're doing, doing it in a more mindful way. And yeah. then what's unhelpful thinking? Yeah, and this is actually really, um, it, this is actually really helpful as well to to bring you into that present moment faster. There, so there, there are eleven unhelpful thinking styles that psychologists describe, and a lot of us default in. And sometimes when people read the unhelpful thinking styles, you know, when I first read it, I was like, oh my god, I have every single one of these, um, and they vary from, um, you know, all or nothing thinking, where, you know. You know, you, you you fluff your lines up in a presentation at work and you're like, I'm always crap at presentations, even though you might have aced the last four or five presentations. But you kind of just you're all it's all or nothing. I'm either brilliant at it or I'm bad at it. Um, and there's no in between. And it might be that you've done you fluffed up one question 
but you did 55 minutes of a fantastic presentation, but you're really focusing on one. Um, we can catastrophize things. That would be another way of looking at those sort of things. Going, oh, you know, this is it now. I'm going to get the sack. <laughs> no, you're not. Like you just, you know, you're not going to get the sack. Yeah. Um, one that I default to a lot, and it actually has become a trigger for me, uh, and especially when I first started, was I was a big shudder. And we used to like, you know, we used to say I sh I've shut I'm shutting all over myself. Um, I, you know, I and generally speaking, if I find myself saying I really should do X, Y, Z, it means I, it's now a trigger word that if I find myself thinking it, it actually ca catches me and goes, where are you now, Kira? Because you're you're off somewhere else. Um. But well, that's I've actually pretty interesting. So, so you shouldn't have to do you. You mm -hmm. don't. You don't have to be going around saying I should do. So, you could yeah. be if you if you're thinking that it's like, well, I don't actually. I either want to or I don't. Is that what you mean? Well, that's it. Yeah. So, I generally speaking, you know, and and I, I've I've given this example before, but it's a big one for me. You know, Sunday evening, and I'm like sitting downstairs after dinner or something, and I'm like, I really should go and iron the uniforms. And, you know, in my head, I don't want to go and iron the, and I, I enjoy ironing, but I, you know, in my own time, I enjoy it. I'm one of those weird people who do like, like, I like know, ironing. You're very good to be ironing uniforms. Uh, yeah, it only happens about 50% of the time, but, <laughs> but I, but I spend a lot of the time saying to myself, I should do this. And actually, if you rephrase it and say, well, if I want to, I could do this. It oh, takes yeah. that whole guilt that negative vibe of you should do this you should do that you should do you shouldn't do that. something yeah so, so yeah uh, so and 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 if you find yourself thinking that um and for some people it might be i'm always the last yeah. person to do this i'm always the you know i'm always the one that this happens to if that's your trigger just start noticing when you're saying it and when you do say well, actually what am I doing right now what is the option and how can I take mindful action into doing it the, doing what I actually really want to do or thinking how I really want to think um so 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 yeah so so those thinking patterns can really stymie us and bring us into the past into the past and into a negative way of thinking as well yeah um you know, and especially if if you look at, you know, there's a concept in mindfulness of beginner's mind. Um, and and if you look at children, oh, my gosh, like they bring beginner's mind to everything. Um, you know, and it's the whole idea is that you you try everything. Everything that's happening is is freshly happening, you know, to you now. So so if I go back to my cup of coffee Yes, I've had probably thousands of cups of coffee in my life, but actually I'm never going to have this coffee again, you know, and um, uh, and uh, so it's bringing that concept. And I was I was laughing the other day because I was cleaning and one of my daughters wanted to do some chores and uh, and she started to and I said, well, I and I was cleaning the bath and, and she said, well, I do the sink. And I said, well, I've cleaned the sink. And she said, I'll clean the toilet. And oh, my God, the enthusiasm that she took to cleaning that toilet I've never oh. seen anything like it in my life before like uh -huh. I was there going that is beginner's mind in a nutshell that the kids can teach you so much you know she just yeah. went 
this is what I'm doing. And she was like, gosh, no. And do you clean inside or do, is that what we use the brush for? And do we do? And she had so many questions about this cleaning the toilet and just enjoyed it so much. And I was like, gosh, like if you could bring that attitude to everything, because yeah. I think as adults, you know, if I say to you, oh, well, you know, there's a family meal this weekend and you're sitting beside, you know, Auntie Betty. And you go, oh, my God, not Auntie Betty. Auntie Betty, she's always doing this. She's always doing, you know, so you're yeah. already dreading what's happening. And by the time you get to the meal, you've, even if Auntie Betty is totally not the person that you've decided she is in her head, you've actually covered her by this, with this veneer of what you have decided she's going to be. And so it's going to impact that whole relationship as well. And that whole outcome that you'll have that day. You'll have the outcome that you've imagined in your head, no matter what happens. So there's, we could talk for hours around unhelpful things. I love, I, I love that. And it also, yeah, and you end up then being, getting more out of the, the chat with Auntie Betty and being a nicer person because of it then, think, yeah. which is really, and yeah. less judgmental. And I love that. Yeah, and, and you're not... Um, you know, you're not ruminating over something that hasn't actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, yes, okay, one time maybe Auntie Betty said something that might be a bit derogatory and or might be a bit whatever to you that you took personally. But this time maybe she won't. Maybe she was having a bad day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or, or maybe or maybe she will. But at least you're not spending three days thinking about it as opposed to, you know, and you can sit there then and go, well, actually... You know, I don't, you know, you're, you know, all these older granites that well, I used to have older granites that used to tell me all the time that, um, you know, you're getting grand and fat. And that was a compliment to them back in the day. And but, you know, like, you know, I don't want to talk about my weight today. Thank you very much. Or I don't want to talk about how my kids are behaving and yeah. how kids were in your day first compared to my day. And you can actually set your boundary there as opposed to having three days of dreading it and then just sitting there and taking it because you you know because you feel that that's what you have to do because this is your auntie betty you know Kira, yeah. thank you so so much for coming on tell us tell everybody where they can find you yeah i suppose the, the 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 easiest place to find me the place where i'm definitely most active is on instagram and that's um at calm with kira and um it's c-e-a-r-a people um it's an old irish spelling yeah, we'll um no notes Perfect. Thank you. And um, I'm it's also on, I'm also on Facebook um, and um, for any of your members, obviously, I'm in the chat in in your group as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's the best place. Brilliant. I look forward to it. And look you. out for me next week because uh, there will be a challenge coming. And if people would like to join in, that would be brilliant. Super. That's Instagram and with Kira, C-E-A or A, and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Kira, super. thank you so, so much for coming on. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks, everyone. Bye.